Hello, hello. I'm Jessica, and this is the How I Met Myself podcast, a show where we talk about the journey of self-discovery and finding your purpose in life. After years of feeling stuck, I finally found clarity around my purpose. Now, I'm going after my dream, sharing my story here, and bringing you conversations with healers and spiritual teachers to help inspire and guide you to your purpose. Join me and start building the life you're meant to live. Hello, hello, and welcome to the How I Met Myself podcast. I'm Jessica, your host. Thank you so much, as always, for joining me today. I am so thrilled to be with you. We just got through a ton of rain. We had this atmospheric river in Southern California, and so we just got slammed with rain and wind, and we actually had some flooding in our basement, which was super fun, but thankfully we caught it pretty early and seemed to mitigate a lot of the damage. We at least saved our furniture, so feeling really grateful for that, and now I am just starting to see some blue skies peeking through the clouds. Hopefully tonight we should get the last of the rain and then we will be back in the sunshine that California is known for. But actually the night before the rain all started, we hosted a really fun party. It was actually a fundraiser for my son's school and it was a, we called it a house of cards party and it was a poker and tarot party. So the guys played poker while the ladies had tarot card readings. And I had the incredible Tarot Malibu come do the readings. She was a guest on the podcast, I think, let's see, probably somewhere in the 20s, episode 20 something. She is just incredible. I love her energy. Everyone who attended just was like, oh my gosh, she has the best energy. And her readings were just so spot on. And, you know, we had about, let's see, we had eight women there. And, you know, like I mentioned, it was a fundraiser for the the school. So it, you know, all of the women in attendance are moms. And, They are all moms to young children. I think, you know, for most of them, their oldest is six, and then they might have a baby or a two-year-old or a three-year-old. So it's it's skews on the younger side. And it was so interesting because, number one, the readings, like I said, were so spot on. But also, I was so impressed because these readings really provoked a lot of really deep and interesting conversations. I think a lot of times when we get together, us moms, it's we end up talking about our kids a lot. And it's a lot of like day to day, just like, you know, what activities are you guys enrolled in? And, you know, what are you signing up for next season? That kind of thing. And it's it's a bit mundane, you know, it's 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 there's not a whole lot of depth there. And what I loved about this is that 
the tarot card readings really served as a conversation starter to really go a bit deeper and talk about, you know, what are the challenges that we're really facing as women and as mothers and what what's on our minds, you know, that we don't really talk about all that often, but we're sort of in isolation facing. And so it just, it honestly, I think, brought a lot of the women closer and, and really got everybody thinking. I was really struck by the big theme of the night. And I would say in all of the readings across the board, the big theme was career change and taking a career pause, especially because we are in these early years of motherhood. And so a lot of these women are feeling like they want to spend more time with their children while their kids are young before they're in full-time school. And what I really heard from these women was that, you know, they've been very successful in their careers. They've devoted 15 to 20 years of their time to building these careers, to reaching certain levels, earning their titles, and really building their reputations so that they are respected and valued in their workplaces. And they're very used to receiving recognition in their careers and getting a lot of fulfillment from that. They derive a lot of their self-esteem from that recognition. And yet, they feel a pull to either take a career pause or to go do something entirely different. And some of these women know what they want to do and others don't. They'll need to take time to explore. It was unanimous, though, that they all feel very conflicted about leaving behind their careers. There were a few different reasons that kept coming up. Number one, they know so much of their identity is wrapped up in their career. And they don't know who they will be without their title. They fear the loss of self-confidence that they know will come if they aren't in an environment where they're receiving validation and praise. They've spent so much time building their careers and to just leave them behind feels like a big loss or a failure even. Like what was the point of all of that if you're just going to walk away from it? They also worry that they won't find what they're looking for and they aren't sure where to even begin to explore other options. They fear that they won't be qualified to return to their careers if they decide to go back later after taking a a pause or doing something different. These are all limiting beliefs that are holding them back from making a change that they clearly feel pulled to make. This is so common and so relatable for me personally, and I am sure for so many people out there listening. Maybe you're considering a career change or a career pause. Maybe you're a mom 
and you want to spend more time with your kids. Maybe your priorities have shifted. Maybe you have a new passion you want to pursue. Or maybe your job just doesn't feel aligned anymore. But you're conflicted about following your heart and leaving the career you've known. This is what we're going to explore today, and I will give you some tangible steps you can take to help you make the change you really desire. I think all of these fears or limiting beliefs, whatever you want to call them, are extremely valid. And I first want to examine where they come from and why women of this generation feel so tied to their careers. When I was living in San Francisco, working in tech, there was a lot of pressure as a young woman to really prove yourself in your job. This was before the Me Too movement, so there was a lot of sexism happening in the workplace, and you really had to fight to compete and to show that you were just as capable and loyal as the men in the office. And I know this is still very prevalent, but I think it was even more extreme in the 2000s and 2010s. I was in my 20s at the time. I wasn't married yet. Motherhood was not even on the horizon for me. But Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In, came out in 2013. And at this point, I was in the prime of my career. I wasn't entry level anymore. I was really climbing the corporate ladder. And the message of her book really became the prevailing narrative. It was saying, lean into your career so you can have a seat at the table just like the men and make sure you get to a certain level before you might need to take a step back if you decide to become a mother. I also remember there being a tremendous amount of pressure in my field to go get an MBA. I was told that if I did want to take time off to become a mom and then return to the workforce, that I would be a much more attractive candidate if I had that degree. There was this fear instilled in me that I would never be able to re-enter the workforce if I didn't have an MBA. By the way, I didn't end up going to get one. I studied for the GMAT. I never ended up taking it. I just... It just wasn't for me, and I honestly felt like the experience that I was getting working in a tech startup was more valuable than taking two years away from that career to get that degree. All of this is to say that motherhood was really viewed as something that limited women. It limited a woman's ability to rise through the ranks at work. It limited her earning potential. We were sold a narrative that we needed to push really hard before becoming a mom if we did want to become a mother in the future. There was no airtime given to the importance of motherhood. Lean In completely ignored the value of a mother's work within the family. The narrative over-indexed on career at the expense of really everything else in our lives. And I think for the women at the tarot party and most women of my generation, this is the programming that we are all bumping up against. Now that we're mothers, our priorities are shifting and the lean-in mentality is no longer compatible 
with the lives we desire. But that programming is so deeply ingrained that it's really hard to break free from it and to choose a different path, a path that gives women permission to take a career pause or to experiment outside of the careers they've been working in. I want to share one experience that I had during my time in corporate that really stuck with me. When I was in my late 20s, I co-founded an organization with a mentor of mine who was a woman much older than me who was very established in her career. She was working at a venture capital firm that had had invested in one of the tech companies that I worked for. She and I decided to partner to create a community for young women like myself to connect with women like her who were further along in their careers who could serve as mentors. We organized events and facilitated mentorship and networking opportunities. I remember one event that we organized. She was speaking on a panel with several other women And she was talking about how after she became a mom, she decided to step away from her very demanding job working at one of the large tech companies. And instead, she went to work for Harvard Business School writing case studies. It was a much more flexible job. It was totally different from the work she had been doing. And it allowed her to create her own hours and spend more time with her family. And she actually did that for 11 years until her kids were older. And then she went back to a more intense job working in tech. What she said is that your career path does not have to be a straight line. It's going to have twists and turns that you can't predict. And those twists and turns are actually how we grow and how we gain new perspectives and new skills that serve us more in the long run. I've never forgotten this. And I think it is what gave me hope despite the prevailing lean-in narrative. I recently heard someone talking about a similar concept. They said, Rather than a career path, what if we reframe it and talk about our career portfolio? There doesn't have to be a direct connection or progression from one professional experience to the next. There's actually value in diversity and veering off in different directions where you can pick up different skills work on different problems, and work with different types of people. When I think about this concept of a career portfolio, one of my best friends comes to mind. She started her career working in politics on the presidential campaign, and eventually she started working for a senator. She did that for probably six years after graduating from college before going to law school. And then after law school, she worked on another presidential campaign before going to a law firm. And then 
She and I actually co-founded a nonprofit organization focused on ending sexual harassment in the workplace. She ran that for a number of years before moving into academia as a professor teaching undergrad and law school, and that's what she's doing now. Her range of experience is what makes her so successful in whatever she's doing because she has a real-world reference for so many types of roles, people, work environments, office dynamics. She brings a depth of experience that really enhances her ability to do the job really well. I think this belief that career success comes from staying in the same industry or department needs to be debunked. And my hope is that as more people play with their careers and experiment and take on different roles in different industries or they go work for themselves for a period of time, that it becomes a lot more normal to have a resume that looks more like a portfolio than a straight line. I share this because if you are feeling like you want to make a career change or you want to take a pause from working to spend more time with your kids or simply because your job doesn't fit in the context of your life right now and you're worried about how your resume will appear or what this means for your career progression, I want to give you permission to diverge from the path and to create your own portfolio. What experiences do you want to have? Forget about what your boss will think or that coworker who's always getting promoted. If you feel an itch to leave, to go do something different, don't ignore that desire. There's something there that needs to be explored. Your soul is telling you that you need a different experience. And maybe you come back to the career that you're working in now, but when you do, you'll bring a perspective that will add value in a different way than you would if you had just kept working there. And maybe that's not something that the company recognizes as valuable, but if you are meant to return, you will find a way. And almost certainly, you will be so surprised by the way this other experience that you'll have will impact what you do in the future. It's inconceivable right now, but that's the beauty of having a range of experiences is that you get to explore and perhaps find something that you're really passionate about that you wouldn't have if you had stayed in the same role. So just to close the loop on the lean-in narrative, I think that that was very fitting for its time, but I think the advice was very limiting and had a very myopic view of how to achieve career success and really fulfillment. It put too much pressure on women to push themselves in their careers. And I think there were some unintended consequences that really affect women today who are wanting to 
pull back or veer off the traditional career path. I see this starting to change and I think it's women like you and me who are forging a new path, who are normalizing career pauses, big shifts in their careers, and making the career portfolio concept something that's not just accepted, but revered. One of the other big themes that came up during the tarot card reading was around identity and self-worth. I talked a lot about this in the very first episode of this podcast, actually, because This was the hardest part for me after I left my corporate career. I had completely defined myself by my job. I was a tech startup worker. I prided myself on really being part of the industry and the tech community. I did well in my job. I got promoted. I was respected. And all of a sudden, I felt so empty without it. No one was praising me, no one was giving me raises, and who was I if not a tech worker? Especially because I lived in San Francisco, which is dominated by the tech industry, I started to feel like an outsider. This is one of the reasons why so many people stay in a job that they're really not happy in or that isn't working for their families. Maybe it worked in the past, but it's not serving them anymore. But that fear of losing your identity and the worth you get from the job is real. These two pieces are huge. They're everything and they're related. So let's talk about the worth piece first. Most of us derive our self-worth from external sources and so we have to retrain ourselves to source our self-worth from within. I actually did a whole episode that's related to this. It's episode 11, and it's called Shift into the Frequency of Self-Trust and Out of Self-Doubt. It's all about how to build trust in yourself so that you can do hard things, move through challenges, and really grow from them. When you trust yourself, you're able to do the hard things. And when you do hard things, you build self-confidence. You're proud of yourself. And when it comes from within, it's actually more powerful and more meaningful than receiving validation from an external source. It's interesting, in my own tarot card reading that night, one of the cards that came up for me was the Four of Wands in reverse. And she told me that this actually means that I am feeling really good about myself and the progress I've made in my own healing and with my work, and I'm celebrating internally. This really resonated with me. My work now is, for the most part, a solo endeavor. I don't have coworkers or a boss to praise me. Yes, there's podcast reviews and comments from listeners, messages I receive from clients, which, by the way, means so much to me. And I'm so grateful when 
you guys reach out. It, it really does like mean the world. But I can't rely on those to feed my self-worth or to motivate me to keep doing this work. I'm doing this work because I want to serve others. I've been through my own transformation and I want to help other people go on the journey. I love the work that I do and I do feel proud of myself for what I'm creating with this podcast and my one-on-one offerings. And it is the best feeling because I'm not doing it for validation from others. It's a very pure form of self-worth. And so I am celebrating internally. I believe that anyone who chooses to walk away from their careers can get to a place where they are also deriving their self-worth from within. It won't happen right away. I'm six years into this journey. I'm not saying it's going to take six years, but it will come once you find something that feels truly aligned, whether that's a job or your role as mom or something else. As a mom, you're not going to hear praise from your kids. It's a thankless job. So you really have to get good at deriving self-worth from within. It happens when you find an expression of motherhood that is authentic to you, where you are really in control of how you're mothering. You're not getting sucked into comparison culture. You're in the driver's seat and you're defining your own approach to mothering that feels aligned with who you are and what you believe will benefit your kids. You could have a day as a mom where you get a bunch of laundry done. You have a really meaningful moment of connection with one of your kids. You cook them a nutritious meal. Maybe they eat it. Maybe they don't. That's motherhood. And you stay regulated during a triggering situation. You will end that day feeling really proud of yourself, probably exhausted, but you crushed it. And that can be just as, if not more rewarding as receiving a promotion at work. When you're doing something in a way that feels very aligned with who you really are and your values, you will generate self-worth. You will feel proud and you won't need anyone else to tell you that you're doing a good job. And take time to celebrate those wins, even if it's just internally. Take note of them. Actually, literally write them down in your journal and then consider sharing them with another person, you know, your partner, a a friend, your family. Because I do think it's important to acknowledge your accomplishments. It's still coming from within, but you're sharing it so it can be celebrated. And this was the advice that I received from the tarot reading. She said, you know, it's great that you're celebrating internally, but don't be afraid to share it externally 
tell your family, tell your friends, because when we do celebrate these moments, when we feel really good about progress we've made or an accomplishment that we've had, it's, it's actually attracting more of those moments. The other piece of this is the loss of identity. This one is probably the biggest obstacle that you have to overcome when you leave a job. And this is what I work with clients on in my private sessions. Anytime you are embarking on a big change, like shifting your career, leaving a job, becoming a mom, you are going to go through a personal transformation. And that means your identity is also going to shift. It's not a bad thing though. It's an opportunity for growth and evolution to understand who you are underneath the job title. The process is uncomfortable and there's also a lot of stigma that you have to just disregard. I remember after I left my job, I was terrified every time someone asked me, what do you do? I didn't like not having a straightforward answer. I was used to being able to say, I work for X company and people being sort of impressed by that. I had to accept that there was now a void here and I had to let go of my own insecurity around how others would react to that. Before you become the new version of yourself, you have to reckon with that loss. You have to trust that shedding this identity is going to allow you to create a new one that is more aligned. The first step is really letting go of your expectations about what the future holds. Who you will be in the future, the work you will do, the role you will play, the purpose that will drive you. You can't know what the answer to those questions are right now. You have to trust that it's going to unfold in exactly the right timing for you. When I left my job in tech to find my greater purpose, I really couldn't conceive of any type of work that wasn't based on the model that I had come from. I thought maybe I would become an entrepreneur, create a product, something that still resembled the corporate world. My imagination was very limited. And so for a while, I was really only coming up with ideas within the confines of the only world that I had known. I needed to go through an experience that would push me beyond those boundaries, that would get me to see that I was being influenced by programming and conditioning that was clouding my vision, creating blind spots. For me, this ended up being a series of experiences, becoming a mom twice, facing a highly traumatic event, enduring two miscarriages. It was a whole journey that took me into the underworld where I could really start to wade through the framework that had been guiding me and get clear on my true beliefs, my values, my gifts. 
when we're in a career that we've been in for a while, we get very attached to that system and the identity that we take on in order to exist and succeed in that system. We accumulate masks. But once you're out of it, you gain a different perspective that allows you to remove those those masks and to access the core of who you really are. And for me, it took a series of catalyzing events to really trigger going through that process. And it's going to look different for everybody. But rest assured, if you give yourself the space to, to explore and you really commit to that process of deep self-exploration, you will start to see more clearly who you really are. And it's from that place that you can actually begin to imagine a different way, a different model, a new purpose, a different type of work. It doesn't happen overnight. Can you be patient with yourself as you go through this process? Can you get curious about yourself, your beliefs, and where you may have been compromising in order to succeed in the environment that you've now left? Can you be really intentional about the parts of yourself that you're removing and what you're choosing to hang on to? Your ability to sit in the discomfort of this is what will transform you. You really have to surrender to the process and get comfortable existing in the unknown. But like I said, if you stay committed to the process, you will be amazed by the person you become and the gifts you will find. I truly could not have imagined having a podcast and a coaching healing business. It was so far from what I had been doing. And that's my story, where I was led as I walked this path toward a new identity. Yours will be different, but it will be just as beautiful and just as surprising. It can be difficult to know where to start, where to begin exploring. I know that I certainly went through that myself and Like I said, it took me six years to get to where I am now, and I had to try on a lot of different hats before I got to this place. So I think it's important to know going in that you might have to do some trial and error and that you might have some failures and that's okay. That's just part of the learning and growth process. But What I will say as far as, you know, where to begin, look back at your childhood, look back at the different jobs that you have had and really find what lit you up. What did you love doing as a child? 
that maybe you suppressed, you stopped doing it for whatever reason, you took a different path, maybe your parents influenced you, whatever it was, you know, but just think about what was really fun as a child. I know for me, I loved to sing and dance and perform. I did voiceovers as a child for commercials and video games. And I completely abandoned all of that for so much of my life. But look what I'm doing now. I have a podcast, which is so related to that passion of mine as a child. And also look at your jobs and the parts of the jobs that you really loved. Like what projects did you love working on? And what were the defining qualities of those projects? Like what about that really got you fired up? And I think back to my time at Yammer, which was a tech startup, and I used to write the keynote presentations for our CEO. And we would do these huge events that were very high production quality events, and he would speak on stage to thousands of people, and it was all of my writing that he was speaking. And so again, that's sort of related to what I'm doing now. I also remember in college really wanting to take a psychology class. I was interested in psychology and I remember my mom had said, you know, it's it's going to be a lot of memorization, very time consuming. If you're not going to become a psychologist or pursue a degree in psychology, then it's probably not worth it. And so I didn't take it. And I I regret that because now I'm so interested in how people are, you know, what the way that we relate to each other, the way that our subconscious and our psyches work. And I've recently gotten into a podcast that's called This Jungian Life that's all about Carl Jung's psychology. And I'm just so fascinated by it. And it's like, I've had this passion for a long time. It was something that I didn't pursue, but it was always there. So find those threads. Do this exercise. Think back to childhood and write down the things that you were passionate about and see if you can find some common themes and then do the same thing for the jobs that you've had. And I guarantee you will find some breadcrumbs that you can follow, that you can explore now that you have the space to do it. And you never know where those breadcrumbs will lead and how they may end up contributing to your purpose and the work that you'll do in the future. And if you're a mom and you are choosing to really focus on your family and spend more time with your kids and you're really not focused on work or finding some other form of purpose in your life, that's okay. The work you're doing as a mother is extremely valuable and 
for many people, that is their sole purpose in life. And that's a beautiful thing. And for some people, it is a season of life. It's a period of time where that is their focus. And later, they may choose to really go deeper on this journey of self-exploration. But no matter what, motherhood is going to take you on this journey of transformation. When we become moms, every time we become moms, with each pregnancy, with each baby, we are transforming and we are gaining a new identity or at least an expanded one. You know, I often think about, as an analogy, a deer who every year sheds his antlers and then every year regrows them. And I think that with motherhood, that's a similar thing where every time we become mothers, we're shedding, we're stripping away parts of ourselves that aren't really aligned anymore. And we're gaining new ones, new parts. We're discovering new parts of ourselves that are really important in this next phase of life. And so that's why I really believe that motherhood can be so expansive. And I know that for me, I found so many qualities in myself that I was not aware of before becoming a mom that are serving me not only in motherhood, but well beyond in the work that I'm doing and just in my life. So I think it's important for women that are really focused on their families to know that they are growing alongside their children, whether they can recognize it right now or not. One more thing that I want to add before I wrap up for today is if you are in a season of life where you're really focused on your career and you know you are working in corporate and you're in a very demanding job, a very competitive environment, I just want to encourage you to do a bit of self-exploration when you can. Because I do think that we often get so sucked into our careers and it becomes the dominating feature of our identities. And then we might go through an experience where we need to take a step back or we have a change of heart and we want to shift our careers and then we face this very extreme identity loss because our entire identity was really based on that career. So if you can, try to do some of this self knowledge work while you're in your career. I know it's difficult because so much of our time is consumed by these jobs and there's not much left for anything else. I think that if we can find the balance, it's it is really worthwhile to try to do some of this self-work even in the context of your career. I hope that if you are someone who is making a change to your career, whether you're going to be 
taking a pause or just making a big career change or you're on the brink of becoming a mom, whatever it is, I hope you know that you have the permission to make the changes that your heart really desires. If you are someone who is seeking a bit more guidance on this, you want to work with somebody to really figure this out and help you make this transition successfully and go through that process of rebirth and creating and finding your new identity, I am working one-on-one with clients on this exact thing. So I would love to work with you. We can just set up a clarity call to talk more about what my offering entails and if it's the right fit for you. You can reach out to me on Instagram is actually the easiest way for us to just start the conversation. You can DM me and my handle is at underscore how I met myself. And as always, I really appreciate when you guys share your feedback with me about these episodes and also share the podcast with your friends. That's really the way that I think most people are hearing about this podcast is because one of you was listening and you told a friend. And if you can share it on Instagram and tag me so I can say thank you, it means the world to me. It really does. And you can always also subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. I am trying to stick to a weekly cadence now, so lots of content coming out every week. And you can also rate and review the podcast, which also helps me keep it going. So thank you so much again, and I hope you all have a great day. Thank you.